Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Draper Gorenholm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Boom! We are live! Welcome! <laughs> welcome! That's an intense start. Um, welcome to What the Block, uh, everyone. Thanks for, for listening. Uh, I want to thank everyone who watches for, for their support because uh, this has been growing immensely. As always, if you want to participate live, go to the LA Blockchain Summit YouTube and LinkedIn um, because if you ask questions there and comment while this is live, I can bring it on screen, ask the guests and all that. Welcome, uh, Sandeep, to the show. Uh, so, so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. I'm excited to be here as usual. I mean, it's great to be speaking to you. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, you're such a legend. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you guys building are the, are the actual legends. So, but, but before we even get started, you're, you're in uh, Bangalore, right? Yes. Yes. What time is it? What time is it over there? It's uh, 11, 10 right now, uh, PM. All right. Thank, thanks for being on so late with me. I know we're, we're always chatting and it's like the middle of the night for you. So, um, uh, so awesome. Uh, Sandeep, uh, people know you uh, because you guys are launching the first um, NFT marketplace on Tezos. Um, can you, before we dive into that, can you give everyone a little bit of your background? Sure, sure. Uh, so I started my career in data mining and uh, uh, data warehousing. So data has been my thing all along. Uh, as part of that, I built a natural language processing engine in 2007. And I used to code a lot in Perl back then, before Python was a thing. So Perl was, I mean, Python was still a thing, but uh, I mean, for all the Python folks, but sorry. but. <laughs> <laughs> Perl was quite powerful at that time, uh, simply because it had more NLTK or natural language processing library. So built a natural language processing engine, sold it to a small startup, joined as head of tech there, worked there for a while, and then uh, discovered Ethereum and Bitcoin, and then uh, the white papers, and uh, as we have been a convert ever since. So uh, have been building uh, on, on blockchain since 2016. Uh, that's when we forked Lisk for another project. Lisk was one of the first proof of uh, stake solutions at that time, or proof of stake chains that was at least kind of usable at that time in 2016. So uh, that's that's when we, uh, you know, that's when my whole building started on blockchain. So that's been my journey, and then now here's Calamint. Uh, I'm excited to be building on Tezos. That, that's exciting. So before we dive into even specific on Tezos, um, why don't we, for for the audience, define sort of what an NFT is, or at least the the kind of NFTs that will live on on Calamint, right? Like um, these are these are digital collectibles, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so Calamint actually, uh, we have a really ambitious uh, roadmap for Calamint. 
we start with uh, digital uh, digital collectibles, but then uh, we see a lot of potential in what NFT actually can be, right? So an NFT right now is a digital collectible because you know it's it's the most popular way of uh, trading or speculating NFTs. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, that's that's like the like the easiest or the or the lowest hanging fruit, if you may call it yeah. right. So, but then we do see uh, NFTs kind of go into traditional markets as well, right? So anything that is non fungible can become an NFT. Uh, non fungible in the traditional sense can become an and, NFT. And and when you say non fungible, for the people who don't know, what does yeah. non fungible mean? Not, NFT stands for non fungible token. But right, most people right. who are buying and selling them might not know know exactly. Yeah, what that means. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, non fungible token. Let's say you have uh, you have a dollar, you can exchange it for a dollar, right? Yeah. But then if you have a Mona Lisa, you can't exchange it for a Rembrandt, right? So yeah. that's that's pretty much it. So the value differs. Uh, so each token is not exactly the same value as another, right? Mm -hmm. So that kind of defines what an NFT is, right? So if a house deed, for example, if you're living in Santa Clara, it can be a different prices compared to you living in downtown. So mm -hmm. <laughs> just, so that's that's how it is. So you can't exchange one for the other um, equally, right? I mean, it's not mm -hmm. the same value. So that's where non-fungibility comes in. And uh, that kind of um, appealed to a lot of people, uh, especially in the art space. And I think that was the lowest hanging fruit where CryptoKitties came from, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, the punks came from all of that, right? So yeah. um, that's, been the, that's been the lowest hanging fruit. But I think, you know, the NFT story has a really long way to go. Uh, it can just grow from here. And then uh, we want to be building on the uh, most efficient system or the blockchain that's available to us right now, which I think is Tezos. And uh, we want to have a, you know, a foothold there so that we can uh, play the long-term game. So. I, I, I love it. So um, while you were talking, by the way, I, I need to apologize to you because we were in a hurry this morning hopping on the stream. And I realized I have the, I have the little bug in my Apple keyboard that sometimes when you hit the eye, you get two eyes and I just realized your name in your lower third has ah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so apologies, but your Twitter handle is right, correct down below. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, so, uh, but but okay, Tezos. Um, we've you know you, you you know that I've been goofing around with NFTs for a while. We all have, and most of those NFTs live on um, on Ethereum. Now, you guys chose uh, specifically to build on, on Tezos. We've talked about this a little bit on previous episodes of the show, but you know, um, tell me what, what makes Tezos different um, for NFTs? What, why did you guys choose it? And I think you, know, you just a little bit alluded to it, but uh, tell, me, tell me your feelings. You're the one building on it. <laughs> yeah, so Tezos has a very, uh, with FA2 standard, I think they, they kind of have a very, very nice way of representing tokens, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the FA2 standard actually uh, enables you under one standard have both fungible and non-fungible tokens, wow. right? So that is a, is a huge leap forward uh, in terms of what you can do with an FA2 standard, right? So that's one of the reasons why we've been very um, excited to be building on Tezos. Now, an FA2 standard actually has been 
uh, I've been having a calls with a lot of people from, you know, uh, who've been building on Polka Dot and the other places. And they say, mm -hmm. you know, FA2 is a very academically rigorous standard. So that's what I've heard. And uh, I do see it, right? Uh, when we develop, I do see it that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of thought that's gone into building that standard. And uh, what you can do with it is uh, pretty flexible in terms of what you can actually, uh, you know, bring to life on a blockchain. So that's one of the reasons why. And then second is, I think uh, with the Edo upgrade, we've had, we have a lot of uh, good things coming into uh, Tezos, which is, I mean, it has already come in, but uh, uh, how you could use it is uh, one of them is tickets, how smart contracts interact with each other. And, uh, you know, those kind of completely uh, radical ways of looking at what you could do is on a blockchain is something that it really excites me on what uh, uh, you know tezos has been building right so they have been pretty progressive in uh, how they're uh, looking at the whole long-term uh, thing of how this entire um, uh, standardization or you know uh, the technology that has to come in in terms of interoperability within the tezos ecosystem plus Otherwise, I think we are seeing all of that come in now yeah. uh, in the last 10 to 10 to 12 months. I think there has been extremely good, um, uh, you know, uh, progress on what can be built on Tezos. I think, yeah. And I think that there's been some interesting developments from this, from taking, stepping aside from, from NFTs for a minute, what I've seen from behind the scenes sort of being a sideline observer and then diving in sort of headfirst and starting to participate is, you know, like um, uh, people who have watched this saw me, saw me talk to Kevin. We, we invested, Draper Gorn Home invested in Kevin's company. And what we sort of saw, and they're, they're building USD Tez, right? So they've built USD Tez. It's so they're the first US dollar stable coin on Tezos. And, you know, what I see with all of these things, right, is, is these building blocks and USD Tez is a building block to do to do certain things and Dexter is the first Dex that launched on Tezos and it's just the beginning of this inflection point right and with all technology cycles what I've seen is sort of you know what what happened with with the internet right like I, I always joke that like I remember specifically when eBay launched going to the post office to get a to get a money order to send somebody right. in the mail a check to buy something on uh, on uh, on on eBay, and that wasn't that long ago, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden, PayPal, and then each cycle it moves faster and faster, right? Like Amazon selling books to selling everything else. You know, um, the idea of watching a, a short video on YouTube to all of a sudden we stream every single movie. And when we see NFTs, when we see, when we saw even DEXs on Ethereum launch 2016, 17 times, I remember we we invested in total and we saw this, this thing slowly, slowly start to go and all of a sudden today it's rising up. But then Dexter launches on Tezos and you see adoption and USD Tez, you see adoption much faster because people are more familiar with it. And now there's this new network and and you know, I think NFTs can be a part of it, but I think that it's really important to have NFTs and not just one marketplace, but have Open Minter launch and things like that, right? And then um, Dexes like Dexter, but I hope that more launch, and then USD Tez, and I hope that more products launch. And I think that all of them add value to each other because you know, 
up until uh, just a couple months ago, 99.9% of what people did on chain on Tezos was just to delegate their Tez to yeah. a computer, you know, and um, earn earn some some rewards in that way. And now all of a sudden there's other things you can do on Tezos. And I think it's going to sort of exponentially grow because of the idea also that I've met the community and I see they have by far, in my opinion, the most diverse community around the world and sort of positive community around the world as well, which is really exciting to me. Um, so I think it's going to be fun to, to see what happens when you guys, when you guys launch soon. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've had, a, we've had, a lot of love from the community, right? Um, the community is very passionate and that's the beauty of it, right? I mean, um, uh, the kind of support that we've received is unprecedented. We never expected it, right? Frankly, I mean, we went and said, you know, why don't we build on Tesos, good tech and gas fees are low. I mean, it was just, it was just actually, it was a no brainer to build an NFT marketplace on Tesos for us, frankly, right? And uh, we said, you know, and then once we launched it or once, I mean, not launched it, but yeah, but once we, um, you know, announced it, uh, the kind of um, love that we got and the kind of support that we still getting, uh, despite the delay in the launch is, is insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so talking about, about the delay for, for a minute, because I know people in the community are listening and watching specifically for news about that. You mentioned to me earlier that you've opened up or you're going to open up just right now, a bug bounty for, uh, cause you're, you're yeah. basically almost, almost ready to go live, but you wanted to, to run a bug bounty for anyone right. who finds any critical bugs. Uh, can you tell us about that so that any developers watching can participate? Sure, sure, sure. So you've been on the test net yeah. <laughs> and you've been playing around with it. And uh, I know the UI is not the best of the UIs, but yeah, I mean, we can live with it for version one, but then yeah, we'll, we'll improve upon it. That's a continuous process. Uh, but I think we, it's, it's important to get the functionality down right, right? Mm -hmm. So that, you know, there is no problem with the data aspect of it, right? So that's what we are, we are more focused on more than the UI right now. But having said that, I think, uh, you know, the launch was delayed because of some, you know, some problems with what we had. But uh, having said that, I think, uh, I think we've got most of it nailed down and uh, you've been on the testnet for a while and um, this morning, I, this morning I did uh, almost every morning I, I jumped onto the test net and goofed around. So I bought some of the test NFTs that some of the other people testing on the test net created. Yeah. I minted, um, I've minted some NFTs at this point uh, on there and, and it's looking great. And don't sell yourself short on the UI. Every single tech product V1 launch, there's little things here and there and you're overly critical. But you know, I, uh, I, you know, and I've reported a couple little tiny things here and yes. there. But if you're yes. talking about launching a V1 of a product, um, you guys are 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 absolutely killing it. And, and you know, it's it's brand new, right? So there's going to be little changes here and there all the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, just since you launched the testnet, I've seen some some little changes. So I'm assuming in a few weeks of launch. And I I have already you know some plans of. Uh, I already shared one uh, uh, historic <laughs> NFT that I that I created using OpenMinter, and I'm going to be auctioning it off on yes. when uh, when auctions open up. But um, but excited yeah. for yeah, I was I was late for that by about what about an hour. <laughs> 
Yeah, how dare you not be online at like yeah, three I missed that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, but so, it's good fun. Uh, so now uh, I think it should be opening up. Uh, I think we should be opening up the bug bounty uh, early next week, and then uh, if we don't get any critical bugs, we'll go for a. We should be good for a launch. All right. So that means. So you've heard it here. So so maybe next week launch for sure bug bounty and uh, hopefully by the week after. So so yeah. we're, so we're looking hopefully fingers crossed worst case scenario. Uh, you know, within the two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> very very cool. Very cool. So so going going back to uh, to to Calament and. Um, and what's going on there? I think one of the first drops is going to be uh, is Makeful. Actually, that that's the first drop, right? Yeah. And um, and then give yes. us Michael because I know there's I think you know uh, many many artists you've already sort of approved for minting on the platform. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, we we had a tremendous response. Uh, we had uh, we have more than four hundred applications. I think a lot of them have been approved. Uh, I think uh, up until three days back, I think most of them, three or four days back, I think most of them have received the approval email as well. Uh, we have a lot of people who've come in from Maker's Place, Known Origin, uh, Super Rare, Rareable, Atomic Hub, you name it and you know all yeah. of them. But one of the good things that I saw, I mean, despite the platforms, I think uh, I've received uh, direct messages from really, really good, or you know, oh, how do I don't I wouldn't say really good, but at least uh, accomplished artists who have a lot of following, right? Who want to move away from proof of work and move into proof of stake. Now that's a DM that I've the couple of DMs that I've received. Now that was something that we never planned for, right? Yeah. So I know gas fees is fine because that's a natural. A natural thing for people to do, but I never expected someone to be so environmentally aware and uh, want to really make an impact by actually minting on a proof of stake chain while they are very accomplished or you know have been uh, quite successful on a proof of work chain. So that was uh, something that took me by surprise, and um, I mean, so that, I I'm, I'm very happy for that. I think people are, um, you know, what's interesting and an opportunity, I think, in the NFT space is that people are going to where communities are, people are going to what works for them in their specific use cases, and they're a little less um, aggressive in, in the sort of ideas of, you know, Ethereum only or, or Bitcoin only, you know, like that, those arguments in the DeFi space where people are arguing it. I think the artists don't care that much and they know that the consumers don't care that much either. Um, and so, you know, that's why you see uh, some great artists on Wax and you see some great artists on building, you know, Mintable connects to Zillica, which is pretty cool. And, you know, I posted the other day that interoperability um, benefits the best product most. And, and I think that, that that's what we're going to see soon. And every single chain, in my opinion, every single type of product is going to have their, the, the things that, you know, make it, uh, make it useful to certain uh, use cases, to certain opportunities. 
And there's many, many reasons why I think Tezos is, is amazing for NFTs. And I think that a lot of artists, I know of some behind the scenes too, that are looking to experiment on, on Tezos. And it's just, I think we're, we're at this beginning fun stage, you know, like you saw the, um, uh, uh, the uh, TZ Colors launch and people yeah. experimenting there. And we saw, um, uh, you know, what's really funny is uh, the guy who launched the tacos uh, website. Yeah. I actually owned weeks before he launched that tztacos.com. <laughs> and I was going to do something very extremely similar, uh, which is pretty funny. Um, and, uh, and, you know, but what's going to be fun is that pretty soon, you know, there's going to be a, a central marketplace for people to buy, sell, and trade all of those different things, right? Uh, on Calament and, and even OpenSea is is um, going to add support for it. But you know, there's I, I just think it's it's a really fun time, um, and you know, absolutely. I think you know, uh, I think 2021 is going to see a lot of cross chain action, right? Yeah. And uh, being limited to one chain or you know uh, being uh, you know complacent saying that you're going to be this is your home it's not going to work out for most so i think uh, the best thing is to find a place where you know you have a have some good tech that you can build on and then branch out i think that's going to be uh, that's going to be very very important for all products being built right now in 2021 yeah, I think well, and and I think that you know, there's just uh, it's 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 going to be interesting. All the cross chain stuff, like I mentioned, um, uh, you know, uh, Kevin's company before, but the fact that you can now go straight from Ethereum, send USDC uh, through their uh, through Tezx, and get USD Tez on Tezos and participate is is huge and. Uh, more and more products like that are launching and and it's going to be a lot of fun to see see where things migrate see where things go and then also see what happens um you know when when artists start creating interesting things on on a new network um so it's it's just it's just going to be fun one quick thing before before we go and if anyone has any questions who's watching feel free to throw them i'd like to i'd like to say one thing kevin has been a absolute inspiration right so uh, Kevin was one of the first persons I reached out to when I started building on Tezos to see, you know, uh, what can be done, what can't be done. And then, you know, he's been an absolute uh, inspiration and he's been such a good support for us. He is a, you know, huge evangelist of Tezos yeah. in general. I remember him coming to uh, our LA blockchain summit, the last one that was in person and setting up like a Tezos booth. Um, to to tell people about Tezos and for probably about a year before we ever did anything with him, actually probably closer to two years, we were hanging out with him and he was telling us about Tezos and and everything, um, uh, uh, you know, telling telling us what's good about Tezos, what's bad about Tezos, what's different about Tezos, and we got to learn a, a lot through him. Uh, and uh, and all that. Um, I've got a couple questions actually here, but before before I go there, you guys did mention in uh, you know I know it's public on your Medium post and things like that. Your um, people have been asking about in the Tezos communities if people are launching governance tokens or things like that soon. What are your guys' plans for for doing something like that? 
Um, before I do, yes, you can watch this on YouTube uh, as well. Um, <laughs> LA Blockchain Summit YouTube. So, so yeah. So uh, for us, governance token is important. Uh, it helps us co-create the product, right? So uh, we want people to come back and tell us a vote on features and tell us what's relevant to them, what's not relevant to them. I think. Uh, I think in the end, uh, any project that's being built on a decentralized network, for them, governance is important, right? I mean, that's the essence of it all, right? So we want to kind of, <clears throat> uh, I don't know, maybe in the future, move to a fully uh, fully governed DAO. So that's in our plan, right? So, but then until then, at least we want people to help us uh, co-create the product in terms of what features they'd want, what features they'd want to bump up, and what features they'd want to bump down, right? So yeah. that kind of helps it helps keep the product relevant. That's that's exciting. Very very cool. So um, one quick question. Uh, I can I can also hit this um, from a LinkedIn user. Uh, it says, "Do you think the NFT space is a bubble?" Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting started. Yeah, think about the possibilities, right? I mean, NFT, the way people think of NFTs as a bubble right now is the insane amount of price that uh, people are commanding for digital assets, which are mostly art right now or gaming yeah. collectibles. But I think NFTs are much beyond that. I mean, NFTs can be a rare bottle of whiskey, a, a rare watch, can be a house, it can be anything, right? So yeah. uh, how do you tokenize that? And how do you uh, bring real world assets into this? And then, you know, uh, custodial services all of that so the, i think the, the 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 scope is way too uh, too much right i mean just to look at it as a bubble yeah and i think that there there maybe is these you know there's hype right and there's certain things yeah. and uh, i was on there live when blau just did his you know 10 million dollar uh um, uh, you know, uh, auction for for his records and things like that. But that also wasn't just art. It was you know access. It was special uh, you know events. It was um, you each person actually would get a physical vinyl record from his yeah. previous release. That was you know. So there's all these extra attachments and perks and things to it. And you know, there's probably there probably is hype. And I don't know if uh, that's sustainable for certain artists. But the people who are doing very unique and interesting things, I think, I think it is, and I think what it, this bubble uh, is sort of proving is is the value here. And I think that you know, quarantine time and all these things um, help, right? It brings people in and gets uh, gets um, buzz going that w wasn't there before. And I sort of joke about it with with musicians and bands. I've talked about this in the past, but like when some new artist hits or becomes like crazy popular, the diehards of that genre always hate it. They're like, oh, that, that person's a poser. They're not real, you know? What, you know, they're not the cool, they're not the real thing. They're commercial, they're this and that. But a certain percentage of the public that gets sucked into that, the hype and the commercialness and the whatever, starts to do some research and finds the, the real stuff, finds the good stuff. And I think that's really important for, for this industry, right? So. Can top shots continue to generate the kind of revenue that they're doing, and will it stay that hypey forever? Probably not. 
But yeah. because somebody buys Top Shots, they might go, what other NFTs exist? And they might end up going and learning about CryptoPunks and going and then going Ethereum. What's Ethereum? And getting into crypto and going, ooh, what's Tezos? What's this? What's that? And all yeah. of a sudden, a certain percentage of those people become the the, the diehards of, of the future, right? So I think it's Absolutely. it's actually this, you know. I, yeah. I think we all started our crypto journey that way, right? Frankly. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 funny. There's uh there yeah, a lot of almost everyone started like that. I I started in a way uh, uh like that too. We we sort of went backward. If you're if you were sort of pre a certain time, it was hype, but within like a super finite, yeah. tiny, nerdy community of of just you know really smart people. And you know we we I remember building a mining rig in 2013 because somebody told us crypto is going to be the future for micropayments and we were launching crowdfunding sites at the time and we launched the mining rig we played around um we got in trouble with our landlord <laughs> um and then uh and then we, re we uh, literally our, my partner and i were like well this is never going to work for mainstream uh because it was back then just so hard to to transact and deal with it um and uh, and I think it's it's just it's just crazy, right? You know, yeah. The, so this person mentioned gaming potential interoperability. One thousand percent. One of the inspirations yes. for doing a crowdfunding site and doing that was working at MySpace uh, at the time when um, Farmville became popular. And John Deere one year sold more far, more uh, fake tractors on Farmville than they sold real tractors in real life. And that was sort of the vanity metric. They're not analogous at all. One costs a dollar yeah. and one costs $100,000 or whatever. But it was, it was all of a sudden people were paying for digital things, right? Yes. Uh, that they couldn't even take into the real world. They had no value outside of that one game. And, and that's part of what started a lot of people's journey in this space. Yeah, so I think right, we have, we've all paid for stuff on World of Warcraft and StarCraft. You know? <laughs> that's right. I think I think that's that's also you know when people started selling those things on eBay yeah. too, that also proved uh, a lot of what's what's going on right now. Somebody asked again when Calament is launching. Um, uh, we we talked about it earlier. There's a bug bounty that will be uh, made available for people um, like Monday. I think you said Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, it's early next week. Yes, uh, the first half of next week, and then uh, we'll, uh, depending on whether we get any critical bugs or not, I think uh, we should be good to go from there on for a live. Go so, ahead. so stay tuned. If you're a developer or someone that likes to break things, um, go into the uh, Calamint Telegram um, or pay attention on Twitter, and there'll be some details on how to participate in that bug bounty. Um, and uh, and so so getting close now we're we're almost out of time. Um, you know any any things we missed? Anything you want to mention to the community while we're still live, or or point us to the websites and where people should sign up? If you're an artist or somebody who likes to mint NFTs, fill out the application because they are going through them, right? Yes, absolutely. If you could go to calamint.io, you could fill out an application and then uh, we'd approve you in some time. About three to four days is what the lead time is right now. And then uh, uh, actually we would like you to, once we announce the bug bounty, if you could break it, break things, it'll be helpful because it makes the product stronger. Uh, and be patient with us. We're still building, so please. <laughs>
Thanks, Kryptonio, uh, for the uh, kind words uh, about Sandeep. Um, so awesome. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining. Actually, I have to throw a few plugs up here. We do a ridiculous amount of events uh, at DGH. Go to drapergorenholm.com slash events or just to drapergorenholm.com and you'll see our next one is the Security Token Summit. Uh, other than every Tuesday night and, and this every Friday morning, Tuesday nights with Adam are uh, very, very fun, blockchain and booze. And the next one actually will have Mark Cuban as a guest. So that's gonna be exciting. Wow. And um, uh, they're definitely gonna be talking about NFTs. Actually, maybe I'll crash in there um, and talk about some some NFT stuff too uh, and, and drop some, some Tezos and, uh, and all that. But um, please make sure you join us at our events. If you're an early stage startup, go to drapergormhome.com. We're uh, looking to in invest in early stage startups, not just on Tezos, but Tezos is a big focus right now. And as you guys know who follow me, I've been diving in deep. Uh, so, so stay tuned. I'd like to add, you can't get better guys to work with than these guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank, thank you. We're we're really excited. I mean, uh, we we didn't talk about it much, but we're we're excited that you know we've been looking and playing around the NFT space for a long time. Calament is our first investment in that space, um, and uh, our first investment in an Indian-based uh, startup. Yeah. I know Tim has invested in a lot of Indian-based startup, but as Draper Gordon Home as an entity, our first Indian-based investment. So that's really really fun for us as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very super thrilled to work with you guys. I mean, you've been so patient with us and you've been a support every step of the way. Thank you so much. Hey, we're, we, we're, uh, we ourselves are entrepreneurs and techies. So we've launched enough products to know that there, there are hiccups sometimes and, and there are yeah. bugs and, and you've got to work through them. And we're excited to see things move. I've, like I said before, I've been really, really having fun playing on the test net. And uh, and it'll be fun to uh, to do it in real life very very soon. So absolutely, keep uh, thanks everyone for watching. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, and uh, and uh, I will see you guys uh, soon. Thank you, thank you, bye bye. Thank you. This has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. Hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience.